Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Matthew Baker, and the originator, Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like the original refrigerator. Yeah, the you're originator. the original <laughs> Louis Fox, man. That's right. As yeah, far do as you know, other, other Louis Foxes out there? There's a couple fake accounts on the uh, Facebook, and there's a Louis Fox who's a clothing designer. Wait, so you have some burner accounts on the Facebook? <laughs> Apparently there's some scam well, accounts. Well, it is true because, you know, Louis Fox is not your legal name. Correct. So you have a couple... Facebook pages for Louis Fox. You have a fan page. You got a personal page. Yep. Then you got a personal page for your other legal names. Yep. And I'm friends with all of them. And it's like I never know which one to send messages to. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Text me. Well, what's funny is your legal name is Isaac. Yep. And your wife calls you Isaac. And every time she says it, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. You're like, who are you? I'm like, do you even know who you're talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know you. It's like it seems like you don't even know your own husband. <laughs> It's like that with a lot of people or like, you know, you see someone who wears glasses and they're not wearing, you're just like, that's not right. Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's funny when people use your actual name. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It takes me a second because I've <laughs> never called you that. I don't think I've ever called you Because I think you met me as Louie. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. does though. You um, introduce yourself to strangers that aren't in the industry as Louie. Do I? Yes. All right. Yeah, when we're out at a bar or something and we meet somebody, you're like, I'm Louie. Well, so that's for context so that... If you call me Louie, it doesn't confuse people. I don't know about that. So when you're, at, like, let's say you go out somewhere on your own. N- what name do you give the Starbucks people when they call out your name? I just make up something. Usually it's like, okay. well, like, <laughs> like, like, like when you, if you meet somebody on the street and you're by yourself. Usually I will, it depends on where I see the interaction going. Okay, so you look to the future. I, I get see. I, I, is this is this person I'm about to give change to a, a potential client? I, I, I breathe on my to... crystal ball. I rub it on my sleeve <laughs> to buff it up a little bit. And I look into the future. No, if it's simply like a passing thing, um, I will probably. I don't know. It's kind of a mix. I think you go by Louis more than you go by. I, pro- Isaac. I think. I think I do. Yeah, I think I do, but. I do use Isaac a ton. The problem with it is, like, at the coffee shop, no one can spell. It confuses really? the hell out of everybody. What does your mom call you? Isaac. What does your brother call you? Isaac. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. What does your daughter call you? Dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't gotten to the point where she's, like, just calls you by your first name? Yeah, no, we're not there yet. <laughs> she, she, all of her texts to me are to my first name. Oh, really? No. <laughs> I hope that, like, if when we have a kid, that that is, like, instantaneous. Like, I don't want her to call me dad. I want her to call me Matt all uh, the time. <laughs> see, why is it weird I have a fake name that someone 100% of the time calls me? My daughter calls me dad. <laughs> and that's not weird. <laughs> oh, all right, Louie. Well, let's get to the stories. Let's do it. some weird news. This story comes from channel3000.com. That's a news source more reliable than the taste of vintage milk. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> Never had a fine 1989 2% <laughs> aged in my wine in my milk cellar. <laughs> That's d- delicious. And I think it's Channel and not Chanel. Yes. <laughs> I like how their logo is Channel is greater than 3000. <laughs> well, cuz it's it's there's a lot of uh ads on this site that are catered to looks like people who are looking for perfumes and colognes so that's why i don't know that's funny because all of mine are clearly the ads i see everywhere else so i think you have been shopping for perfumes and colognes yes maybe (laughs) because all of mine are like decks of cards (laughs) (laughs) all right story goes couple finds more than 66 bottles of prohibition era whiskey hidden in the walls of their new york home That's better than finding some of the other stuff you can find inside the walls of your home, like a dead body. (laughs) They're like, not only did we find whiskey, we found some old newspapers and my (laughs) ex-wife. So we uh, were were having our ducks cleaned, and they found a soda can in our ducks. Uh From so our place was built in 1968, and based on the labels of the can. I found out that that's when the the can dated to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So some worker was like. He drank it? <laughs> and it, well, it was empty. Oh, gotcha. So someone who was building my place just threw oh, it in the, in the, in yeah, the air yeah, duct. Yeah, yeah, We've been breathing his COVID soda air. <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> soda air? Yeah, it was a uh, Shasta. <laughs> oh, nice. When a New York couple was told their over 100-year-old home was built by a notorious... Oh, bo- uh, notorious. I When I read that, I'm like... Because the line ends, it goes, was built by Notorious. And I'm like, come on, B.I.G. <laughs> <laughs> I know, a notorious bootlegger... B L G. <laughs> they pass it off. Bacon, lettuce, and <laughs> guacamole. They pass it off as a small town legend, right? You know, like the realtors trying to sell you on the house. Oh, and this used to be a bootlegger home. Like that's gonna like instantly sell. I think you need to uh, disclose that, like if the house is haunted or there was a murder in it. Yeah, right. But during a recent home renovation, the couple discovered something that revealed the legend could be true. I know. I like how they didn't just like search police records because they talk about who owned the house before and you could have easily verified all of this. Yes, right? In early October, Nick Drummond and Patrick Backer said they found more than 66 bottles of whiskey from the Prohibition era hidden within the walls and floorboards of their home, which was built in 1915. See, I like how they found like the date the house was built, but not like who owned it. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, granted, I didn't look up the person I bought this house from. Like, you didn't? I didn't? No. Why not? Did you look up the person that you bought? Yeah, it? he really? worked for UPS. Moved know. to Texas, still works for UPS. Wow, okay. Yeah, we're pen pals. <laughs> Are you really? No. <laughs> I did look How's him up. How's the house, buddy? <laughs> I did look him up because we were getting his mail for a long time. Did you find my porno in the wall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, home renovation? Did you find my soda can? <laughs> Please tell me you didn't throw that out. That's worth so much money. <laughs> I kept it for a long time. And then I looked up what they're selling for. There's a ton of them on eBay for like 75 cents. Oh, yeah. But mine has a story. Yeah, absolutely. Our walls are filled with bundles of booze. Drummond, who documented the unexpected find in a series of posts on social media, wrote on his Instagram, I can't believe the rumors are true. He was actually a bootlegger. He should not be spreading rumors at all, even if he was a bootleg. How do you know it was bootleg? It could have been his stash pre-prohibition when the house was built. That's true, Louie. That's very true. Legally acquired or yeah, post. Yeah, as when someone stashes their whiskey <laughs> in the floorboards <laughs> behind paneling. I yeah, that's normal. That's normal pre-prohibition I, storage. I stash whiskey all over the place. Yeah. How many times have I come over here and been like, oh yeah, no, I've got trunk whiskey. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I got ceiling whiskey. <laughs> 
floorboard whiskey. I got I got the toilet whiskey. <laughs> I like how you, you like pulled the chain. <laughs> I got you know the toilet whiskey. The couple had been living in the house nestled in the small village of Ames, located about three hours away from New York City, for a little over a year before they decided to begin major renovations two I, months ago. I'm kind of amazed that this wasn't found before. Like you would think the place is 105 years old. Yeah, that someone would have, I don't know, done some flooring before. Yeah, you never know. I mean, the house I lived in before here was built in 1910, and not a lot had been done. <laughs> See, because the house I lived in before our condo was built in 1933, and I've ripped that place apart. Oh, interesting. Looking for whiskey. Looking for whiskey mostly. <laughs> you need a whiskey detector, like your ghost detector and your lie <laughs> detector and your metal detector. <laughs> whiskey dar. <laughs> Drummond, a designer and historic preservationalist told CNN he was removing outside skirting along the bottom of the mudroom attached to the house when a mysterious package fell out of his pants. I'm like, (laughs) what is that? I'm very confused. He said, I'm looking and there's hay everywhere. There's paper and glass. I see another package and it's the whiskey bottle. I like how this sounds like it's a murder scene. There's hay everywhere. (laughs) I walked in and there was hay. All I could see. I can't get that hay out of my mind. (laughs) I closed my eyes. All I see is hay. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. This is like a whiskey stash. And this is like, all of a sudden, the whole story of the bootlegger. I think there's more to the story than just whiskey bottles in your house. (laughs) Start and finish. the, The story isn't like... How he came to import Irish whiskey. Yeah. Illegally. And the the main story for me is what the hell is a historic preservationalist? <laughs> <laughs> is that, how is that a job? <laughs> Drummer went on to find more packages of smuggled whiskey. Yeah, you would think a historic preservationalist would not be renovating the historic house. Yeah, true, right? I'm calling BS on this guy. Maybe. He found even more under the floorboards after entering the mudroom through an uncovered hatch inside the floor. He said the couple continues to find more bottles. That's the real story. Wasn't he pulled off a wall and found it? It was he had a, a hatch that he didn't notice yeah, on his right? floor. <laughs> Where does this hatch go? There's a whole other house down here. <laughs> There's like a family of five living down yeah. here. <laughs> I was in... Sonora, California, this coffee shop, and their 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 bathroom, there's like a hatch on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I lifted it up and there were stairways and there's an underground city. Oh, that's cool. I, like I was taking a pee and I found the hatch yeah. and explored it. And this guy has a hatch in his mud room and doesn't check it out. It's true. It is a little unusual. Initially we found seven bundles of six in the wall, and then at that point we found four more bundles. And actually, funny enough, as of less than a week ago, we just found more, said Drummond. The liquor is a brand of Scottish whiskey labeled Old Smuggler Gaelic Whiskey, which is still made today. And we looked it up. What is it, like 12 bucks a bottle? Like 15 to 30. So pretty much people don't want it now. Yeah. And that's why it didn't get drank <laughs> then. No one, even in Prohibition, when alcohol was not readily available, they're like, yeah, we're cool on that Yeah, whiskey. no, I'll take this bathtub yeah. gin. <laughs> Each bottle was wrapped in tissue paper and straw and bundled in a package of six, said Drummond. The original owner of the house was a German man known as Count Adolf Humpfner. So I think there was more going on in the house that was shady than just smuggling booze. Yes, right? If Count Chocula teaches kids about chocolate, what does Count Humpfner teach kids about? (laughs) After researching newspaper articles and various legal websites, Drummond said he found out that Humpfner was known to be a man of mystery in the town and took part in many scandals. He died a sudden death and left behind the smuggled 
liquor, as well as a heavily disputed fortune. So I feel like that paragraph is the owners of the house trying to, to get more money for their whiskey. Drum up some business. And raise their house value because they're like, oh, he was a man of mystery. What kind of mystery? Like, was he doing card tricks for the kids? <laughs> or was he having seances? Or was he murdering people? I, I don't know. But in a separate article on CNN that we read prior, they did go, there was a newspaper article from that era, from like the 30s, mm-hmm. that sort of described him being a little bit out there. You know, no one knew what he was up to or where his money was coming from. He's a count. The series of discoveries led Drummond to continue documenting his home renovation on social media. Followers have reached out to participate in learning new history about the home and its bootlegging owner. The couple plans to leave the bottles they found empty or evaporated, preserved in the home, and sell the bottles they found full. The full bottles are estimated at a value of around $1,000 each. The couple said they will keep one of the full bottles of whiskey to taste test. So I did some research on some old whiskey bottles, and it looks like they sell for about a thousand bucks. You mean like old whiskey bottles from Prohibition era? Yeah, yeah. So I found one from 1923, which was deep in the heart of Prohibition, and they're going for about a thousand pounds. With the whiskey in it? With the whiskey in it. Wow! Yeah. I want to drink some, like, super vintage whiskey. Well, that's a... Here's the thing is, like, I don't know if I want the made... Because, you know, obviously alcohol wasn't banned in other countries. That's why they're importing it, and... You know, it was illegal in the United States. Yeah. I don't want the, that whiskey. I want, like, the shit they made in the back of somebody's uh, hair salon. Yeah, but I could just buy an old bottle and sell you the same stuff. You mean, like, make it? I could buy an old bottle and an old cork and then put <laughs> new whiskey yeah, in it. maybe. Cork it. Yeah, true. Eight grand. I just think that, it, that this old smuggler Gaelic whiskey probably hasn't changed that much. It probably... I, I, know what, <laughs> I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> Old smuggler Gaelic whiskey. (laughs) Fake old smuggler Gaelic whiskey. (laughs) The value is like it's still on the paper or the bundle. Like that would be cool. Well, I have a feeling they'd be selling it in the bundles of six they were packed in. There's a lot. I mean, they found 66 bottles. I can't imagine they're going to get $66,000 for it. I think they're going to probably make a hundred grand. You think so? Yeah. No way. Because they'll have these six packs that are still wrapped. I'd pay $1,000 for the six pack. Yeah, no, they're not going to. Six grand. I bet. I bet that six pack goes for ten grand. Well, he's a historical preservationist. <laughs> Can you put a price on preserving history? Exactly. The, exactly. the dollar talks. <laughs> he's like, I need some money to renovate this bathroom. Well, that's the thing. Like, what if the historical society comes in now and now he can't finish renovating his house? Well, they when they're renovating their house, I mean, they need to leave stuff from this era that is illegal. Yeah, he starts putting opium in there. Some weed, some heroin, college diplomas. Yeah, so leave that for the next people. And then they can make up some outlandish story about the... The the mystery men who owned this house. He was a historical preservationist. <laughs> no one knows what that is. <laughs> All right, I like it. Story Part 2. This story comes from KSAT.com. That's a news source more reliable than a snow cone made from Iceman. 
Now, I'm not saying which Iceman, the superhero or the guy from Top Gun. Oh, gotcha. I would take the one from the... He's not a superhero. (laughs) He's a villain. Is he? Yeah, the Iceman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's Batman's Wait, wait. Are we, oh, okay. I thought we were still talking about Top Gun. Oh, also a villain. <laughs> the Iceman. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even seen Top Gun. I'm sure you have. I did like that one song. I was on a flight with Kenny Loggins once, uh-huh. and I remembered how much I loved that. Ah, way to the date. I used to listen to that on cassette tape when I was a kid all the did time. Did you just sing it to Kenny Loggins the whole time? And he's like, yeah. And he looks at you and goes, I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> he's like, yes. <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> Gambler, you ever heard of it? <laughs> uh, I'm actually Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I don't know how you would make that. Cardi B. <laughs> all right, so this story goes, perfectly preserved Ice Age cave bear found in Arctic Russia. Do you ever hear of non-Arctic Russia? Is anyone like, and in the Russian tropics... We have a cave bear found. Subarctic Russia is <laughs> yeah. what I call it. It's just Arctic and subarctic. <laughs> All right. This story goes, reindeer herders in Russian archipelago have found an immaculately, pre- immaculately preserved carcass of an Ice Age cave bear, researchers said Monday. A reindeer herder in Russia is basically our Amish. Yeah, pretty much. I would. I mean, I guess, do they herd them for meat or for, like, zoos, to, for Santa Clauses to hang out with? I'm pretty sure in the Arctic they're raising them for meat. I don't yeah. think... Well, I mean, I've eaten reindeer in Alaska. I don't think there's a huge market for reindeers at zoos. Well, enough so that they would have to herd them and then ship them off from above Arctic... <laughs> Wait, what do we call it? <laughs> Arctic Russia. <laughs> I was teaching a Zoom class for Santas on how to do magic, mm. but I hung out for their meeting and just listened to it, and they were talking about sourcing reindeers. And I was like, dude, you know you can just put a green screen with reindeer behind you. You don't need to rent a reindeer and put it in your backyard. Yeah, man. I ain't going to trust a Santa Claus with a green screen behind him. <laughs> I want legit reindeer <laughs> if I'm going to go sit on a dude's lap. Well, you're not, but these are all through Zoom. Yeah, man. So they're doing virtual Get a real reindeer. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're Commit saying. to being Santa Claus. It's like like you're in Florida and the reindeer in your backyard. <laughs> like that reindeer looks like it's in Arctic Russia. That doesn't look like the North Pole. That's subarctic that Russia. Looks like that looks like Moscow. <laughs> What's it doing in front of Red Square? Yeah. Santa Claus, an enemy of the states. <laughs> Why is he headbutting Lenin? <laughs> The find revealed by the melting permafrost was discovered on the Lyakovsky Island with its teeth and even its nose intact. What bothers me, Louis, can we say? Yeah. Is the term melting permafrost. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's the tempafrost. <laughs> is, it, is it permanently frozen or is it melting? Yes. Can we change the name? To something like permafrost, unless there's global warming. There you go. That's a good one. Can we just use that, maybe? Yep. So, anyways, yes, you're right. I love that they say it's all intact, including the nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like there's a, some sort of, like, rich information that they're, they're going to harvest from the nose. Yeah, it's like going, I drank this entire beer, even the middle. <laughs> Previously, scientists only had been able to discover the bones of cave bears that became extinct 15,000 years ago. That's good that they have some meat on this bone now. You know, like, okay, I'm still, I can't get past what these reindeer herders, there's like doing their job herding reindeers, and then they see this bear, and like, would do they like, 
hop on their smartphone and go on Russian Twitter. Yeah, you know they sh- got like those those big you know phone backpacks with like the long antenna, like they <laughs> like in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Calling in the helicopter air air patrol to come in and pick it up. Da da. <laughs> Gotta, we got the nose of a cave bear. Cave bear nose and the rest of it, too. <laughs> and the rest of it. But the nose. It's the important part. Scientists of the Northeastern Federal University in Nakusik, the premier center for research into woolly mammoths and other prehistoric species, hailed the finding as groundbreaking. I love that there's more than one research center for woolly mammoths. I would think there'd be one and then maybe like one janky one. Why? How many research centers for woolly mammoths do you think there are? Four. In North <laughs> Russia. In, 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 in Siberia. Subtropic sub, or <laughs> subarctic. In a statement issued by the university, researcher Lena Grekova emphasized that this is the first and only find of its kind, a whole bear carcass with soft tissue. I know. No more using those coarse, no more blowing its nose on toilet paper. Yeah. All soft tissue. It is completely preserved with all internal organs in place, including even its nose. What's up with that? Grigorieva said this find is of great importance for the whole world. Well, they're hung up on the nose. I wonder if it's like the rhino horn. Like, if you eat ancient cave bear nose, you get sexual Well, powers. the nose has its mouth with the teeth and stuff. Maybe that is of significance, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe it can help cure... We know the state of <laughs> be- cave bear dental hygiene. Yeah. A preliminary analysis indicated that the adult bear lived 22,000 to 39,000 years ago. That's some sweet back-of-the-envelope math. I could do this. How old's that cave bear? Between 10 and 9 million years ago. Yes, I'm guessing between 1, 1 million and 5 million years old. I mean, I can give you a broader one, but that's, that's my educated guess. It is necessary to carry out radiocarbon analysis to determine the precise age of the bear. The university quoted researcher Maxime Cheprasov as saying, The bear carcass was found by reindeer herders on Bolshai Lyavovsky Island. It is the largest of the Lyavovsky Islands, which are part of the new Siberian Islands archipelago that lies between the Laptev Sea and the East Siberian Sea. Oh, now I know exactly where they're going. Oh, nailed it. (laughs) Number one place for cave bear and woolly mammoth hunting. That's where I go to do all my spelunking. Separately, at least one preserved carcass of a cave bear cub has been found on the Russian mainland in Yucatia. Scientists are hopeful of obtaining its DNA. Wait a minute. So there's been more than one found. A bear cub. Oh. This is a full-grown cave bear. Cubs are bears, too. Recent years have seen major discoveries of mammoths, woolly rhinos. Whoa, whoa. There's a woolly rhino. I know. I looked it up, and the woolly rhino is pretty bananas-looking. And they have, they actually have a baby one and with all the hair intact. Uh-huh. And they also have a full grown one, but that didn't have any hair. So I was like, why is that a woolly, yeah. woolly rhino? Didn't have any hair. Just looked like a, a preserved regular rhino. It had male pattern woolly mammoth bond. Yes. <laughs> They've also found Ice Age foil, several puppies, and cave lion cubs as the permafrost melts across vast areas in Russia's region of Siberia. Dude, I'm just Googling the woolly animals. They've got a woolly hippo, woolly giraffe, and a woolly bully. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> nice, Louie. All right, so it's pretty interesting, and I've watched a documentary on them trying to clone the woolly mammoth because uh. they have found full, intact woolly mammoths in Siberia now that all the ice is melting in these deep, deep caves, and they've, they have DNA, but they're trying to figure out how they can clone it with, like, a regular... Or, like... Yeah. Because they have to cross-clone or something with a 
an elephant, which is his closest ancestor. Basically, to understand what Matt's saying, watch the first Jurassic Park, how they used birds with the with the dragon. Is that what they did? <laughs> the, dinosaur the, the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the game of the game of Jurassic <laughs> Park. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, how did this die? How did it die? That's what they're going to do, the full autopsy. Oh, the... Was it poisoned by Vladimir Putin? <laughs> <laughs> writing articles that are anti-Russia government. <laughs> Lenin had it killed for propaganda. <laughs> and what are they going to do with this? That's the question. Are they going to try and just find out information about that specific time that they didn't know previously from like the woolly mammoth findings, what information can be gathered. They're going to make a sweet bone broth. Yeah. It's Russia, man. <laughs> they probably create some like nerve agent out of it. That can <laughs> only cures like in the deep wells of s- subterranean Russia, Sub- subarctic, <laughs> some, like in the deep ice of, you know, like, I don't know the antidote. You need some, Woolly, whatever cub DNA is the only antidote. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And there are there is a picture of the cave bear snout coming out of the ice. It doesn't have the whole bear if sort you, of out. Oh, there it is. There yeah. is a picture of the whole bear out. And it sort of looks like a muddy... It looks know. like a muddy dead bear. Yeah, it does look like a muddy dead bear. It looks like a regular dead bear. But these cave bears were much larger than regular bears. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty cool. And it's like... The picture of it is on a sort of looks like a sled, and it's completely surrounded by green grass. Yeah. Does not look like a place that you would find frozen things. Correct. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And how cool is that? You're stumbling along. You know, you're playing the reindeer games. You're like, you know, herding reindeer (laughs) for some zoo in St. Louis. And you come across a snout sticking out of the ground. Yeah, well, that's how like all that crazy stuff is found. You know, um, dead bodies well, in the park. Yeah, while well, you're running, <laughs> that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's how like um, the uh, Jed found the oil. He was out shooting some food <laughs> up from the ground. Came for some bubbling crude. <laughs> this is the Russian version of that. Yeah, uh, the Russian hillbillies. <laughs> The Siberian hillbillies? Is that the show you're trying to pitch now to yeah. Netflix? The subarctic hillbillies. So yeah, this is a pretty cool story, and uh, we'll we'll maybe follow up with this in a couple months and see if they have found of anything significant that can help us all. All right, so if they were doing a fundraiser, how much would you pay for Ice Age Cave Bear Jerky? Zero. Oh, because you don't even eat? Yeah. That, that you... I would buy a tooth. Uh, yeah, no, like jerky. Come on. Uh, how much would you pay? Because you eat meat. Yeah, I would pay $35 for a bit of jerky. Oh, yeah? Cave bear jerky? That's yeah. it? $35? Plus shipping. Wow, man. Jeez. I don't... There's only a little bit. Yeah. I just in the need... world. I don't need much. I don't want to get hooked on my cave bear I know, jerky. You love it. You're like, I can't get this shit anymore. I got to <laughs> I gotta get like an excavator. I got to like get some snowmobiles. Well, that's my big worry of so much stuff is like, if I love it and you can't get it again... Like people are like this is ultra. That's rare. why you don't eat spam. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is pretty cool, and it's scary that we are uncovering these things because I think they were. It's meant to stay frozen. Yes. But uh, now that we have access, it's kind of fascinating to see what life was like back then. And uh, check out that Wooly Mammoth documentary. I'll, I'll find the name. We'll post it on the site. All right. All right.
That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, check us out Patreon. Give us some reviews. We need all the reviews we can get. Yes, we'll take whatever you got. You got a great review for your boat? Still have we'll, it over we'll the use podcast. It. We'll use it. <laughs> also, if you like this podcast, Louie and I also do another podcast called the Moisture Festival Podcast. That's about all the artists that perform at Seattle's famed moisture festival yeah it's a twice a month podcast and they're long form interviews with the performers and producers of that variety arts festival yep and it's pretty cool it's we get to time. banter quite a bit yes sometimes some performers are like not having us <laughs> riff on anything but some people let us riff a little bit yep. so it's nice you get to hear some uh, some cool stories and meet some interesting characters where can the fine people see louis fox this week so on new year's eve i may be at um a casino in oroville california i may not be we'll kind of see how this whole thing shakes out okay so i may be doing some magic Come by, check so it out. if you're in that area and... Hit you, me up before you show yes. up. Yes. <laughs> uh, or just go to the casino and, you know, you might lose the money, but you get lucky seeing Louie. Yeah, right? maybe. Yeah. If you, you hit the jackpot if you see me. Damn straight. <laughs> and where can they catch you, Matt? Not where, anywhere, man. I'm just going to be hanging out at home again. One of the first times I'll be home. I spent the last two New Year's in Belize, so... Oh. This is very different in Oregon. You say, this is unbelievable. Uh, I did. I did. Both <laughs> times. No, that you weren't in Belize. Oh, yes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I guess you could use it either way. Yeah. I, it's unbelievable. I'm in Belize. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm not in Belize. I can't believe I'm in Belize. <laughs> The parties we went to were a little shady in Belize. <laughs> once midnight struck, we were like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. This is where the guns come out. Yeah, pretty much. Even our taxi driver's like, I will meet you right here at 1203. <laughs> like, whatever you do. <laughs> so just going to be hanging out at home. And, uh, of course, we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, if you have any stories you want to share with us, info at oddandoffbeat.com. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome because we're having a hard time finding stories. The weirdness sort of abruptly ends. With yeah, people, COVID. people aren't out doing weird things <laughs> while they're hunkered down. Yeah, so send us some stuff and we will be happy to go over them and write some jokes for it. Or go out and make some news for us to cover. Yeah, yeah there you go. Even better. <laughs> and then we'll have you on. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, we hope you have a weird week. We want to thank you for making our podcast part of your year. 2020 kind of sucked, but we hope that we gave you some smiles and some laughter. Enjoy. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Have a weird 2021. We're out. Gracias por escuchar el podcast de Odd Enough Beat.